Yo, what's up, everybody? Um, so, like last time, again, I'm I'm going to read a little bit just because I, I have a bunch of these and I enjoy them and they really well convey or or uh, express some of the ideas I'm trying to explain. Um, but this this is an experience. Uh, this was written by Paul Levy in uh, on October 10th, 2017. Which is, oddly enough, the the same year, I believe, that I had my experience. Um, but I relate a lot to the way that this, this person uh, experienced this uh, this happening. Um, I, say like, I say I'm a lot. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep my thoughts going. This part, I don't really script a whole lot. I just, just kind of start talking. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you guys are enjoying this. But uh, I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to get into a little bit more of my, my personal story and experience. So... Uh, yeah, and enjoy the rest. I'm going to begin. Uh, this is called Spiritual Emergence uh, by Paul Levy, and I'll link it in the uh, description. In 1981, I was sitting in meditation when just for an instant, a bolt of lightning flashed through my mind. I began acting so unlike my normal self that a friend brought me to, the, to a hospital, afraid I was going crazy. Though I was let out of that hospital after three days, the experience that began to unfold were so overwhelming that I was hospitalized a number of other times during that first year. I was diagnosed as having had a severe psychotic break and was told that I had a chemical imbalance and had manic depressive illness. I was put on lithium and at times Haldol, and it's an antipsychotic. I was told I would have to live with my illness for the rest of my life. I was one of the lucky ones as I was able to extricate myself from the medical and psychiatric establishment. Little did the doctors realize that I was taking part in some sort of spiritual awakening, shamanic initiation process, which at times mimicked psychosis, but in actuality was an experience of a far different order. In 1993, after many years of struggling to contain and integrate my experiences, I started to teach about what I was realizing. I am now in private practice assisting others who were spiritually emerging and beginning to wake up to the dreamlike nature of reality. In a dream come true, psychiatrists consult consult with me and send me patients. In ancient wisdom cultures, it was understood that there was a certain that were certain individuals whose craziness was the sign of a passage into a higher consciousness. They realized that the person needed to be both honored and supported in their process. They knew that the person who passed through this process successfully and becomes an accomplished shaman, healer, or teacher returns bearing incredible gifts and blessings of wisdom and healing for everyone. To quote the, the noted author Ken Wilbur, quote, Though the temporary unbalance precipitated by, a, by such a crisis may resemble a nervous breakdown, it cannot be dismissed as such, for it is not a pathological phenomenon, but a normal event for the gifted mind in these societies. When struck by and absorbing the force of the realization of something far more deeply infused, inhabiting both around Earth and one's own interior. End quote. I had been doing Buddhist meditation for over a year when that lightning bolt went off inside my brain. Within a day or two, I felt like Alice, who had fallen through the looking glass, finding myself drafted and playing a role in a deeper mythic process, what Jung would call a divine drama, where everything was permeated with a deep symbolic meaning. Sorry, I had to pause there for a moment. Um, yeah, I'm going to start off where, uh, within a day or two, I felt like Alice, who had fallen through the looking glass, finding myself drafted and playing a role in a deeper mythic process, what Jung would call a divine drama, where everything was permeated with a deep symbolic meaning. I felt totally unselfconscious and amazingly free. I felt the creative energy of the universe flowing through me, 
I was dancing on the living forefront of the Big Bang itself, where every moment was creative, magical, and totally new. My kundalini was exploding. It was like a billion watts of electricity were flowing through me, a 75-watt bulb. It was like my mind had spilled out from inside of my skull and was manifesting and expressing itself synchronistically through events in the seemingly other, outer environment. What was happening in the seemingly outer world was magically related to what was going on inside of me. The boundary before, beyond, between dreaming and waking, between inner and outer, between myself and here and yourself, out there, was dissolving. It was as if I had become lucid and was waking up inside of a dream. I knew without a doubt that I was going through a deep spiritual experience. No one could possibly convince me otherwise. This was the key that saved my sanity. I felt that the more people I thought about, the more people I was going to bring with me. So I began imagining the whole universe. The experience was so overwhelming that I had no choice but to surrender and let go. I wasn't attached in any usual way to what the outcome was going to be. I was simply trusting the experience, which was clearly not only the right thing to do, but it was the only thing I could do. A spiritual awakening is almost always precipitated by a severe emotional or spiritual crisis. It oftentimes organically grows out of the unresolved abuse issues from childhood. This was certainly true in my case. In a fully flowered spiritual emergence, you magically discover how to transmute these symptoms and wounds into the blessings that they are. To people still absorbed in the collective mainstream trance and having membership in the consensus reality, my behavior looked totally bizarre and was very threatening. It was me, I'm sure very difficult and problematic situation for those closest to me, as they were not able to understand what was going through, what I was going through, and as it was so far off their map of reality. Painfully, most of my friends and family were very judgmental and and bought into the doctor's diagnosis that I had a mental illness, as this was their way of explaining what was happening to me that fit into their very limited, comforting, comfortable view of the world. And the world worlds of the late psychiatrist R.D. Lang, attempts to wake before our time are often punished, especially by those who love us most. Because they bless them, they are asleep. They think everyone who wakes up or who is still asleep realizes that what is taken to be real as a dream is going crazy. The experiences and realizations were so mind-blowing, literally, that at certain points I was having trouble keeping it together. As my whole personality structure was melting and disintegrating, all orchestrated towards some mysterious unknown destination, where everything was clearly being integrated in, into a higher and more psychoactive center. Oftentimes my action look, looked from outside like a typical psychotic behavior. For example, one time I threw out all of my father's many medications as I felt he really didn't need them, as he could just tap into the source of healing itself. At other times I wanted to break my eyeglasses as I felt I didn't need them to see and felt they were doing more harm in my eyes than good. One time after I was acting so crazy that my f father flew me back home to New York, he woke up from his night's sleep only to find me doing prostrations to him. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but later on that morning, I went out to the middle of the busy intersection near my parents' apartment and was bowing to the oncoming cars as I was recognizing that everything was the divine. From my point of view, I was realizing, or should I say, it was being revealed to me that every moment was the unmediated expression of God, what I call the God essence. I remember turning on the radio, and every voice I heard on the radio was the voice of the God essence. Every person I was seeing was God essence, him or herself. It seemed curious and even confusing to me that everybody seemed to buy into it, be so caught up in such limited, contracted identity states as if they were pretending and really seemed to believe that they weren't divine. When you are spiritually emerging, emerging, you are literally going through an archetypal death-rebirth experience. 
which is about as noting nothing other than the death and transcendence of the separate self. I was having a radical shift of identity where I was beginning to realize my unity with the whole of creation. I remember feeling that anything that had ever been invented, discovered, or created, including the whole cosmos, the I, who I, I had now discovered myself to be, had done. This realization is not understand, understandable and makes no sense as long as one is under the spell of the intellect, but was appearing to me with the force of a revelation. What I was seeing seemed totally obvious, as if I was genuinely seeing the truth for the first time. In fact, I was beginning to realize who I, who I as well as everyone, genuinely was, which was simultaneously nothing not a thing that can be seen as an object, and at the same time, everything. During these experiences, I got to meet and intimately connect with some of the greatest enlightened master of, masters of both Tibet and Burma, who, like I was in a fairy tale, became my teachers and guiders, true miracles, experiences that were completely impossible, stuff that could only happen in dreams began happening. Any limited conceptualizations I had about the nature of the universe were being totally shattered. Due to the ex ecstasy and exhilaration of the experience, there is real temptation, like the mythic Icarus to fly too high, which is only to set yourself up for a corresponding fall. During these experiences, it is of the utmost importance to be as grounded as possible. The, the great psychiatrist C.G. Young understood the importance of this during his confrontation with the unconscious. He used to keep pictures of his family around so he could remember that he was, in his words, an actually existing ordinary person. Young understood very well that one of the greatest dangers that you encounter during this experience is to become inflated, thinking that you are some, someone special. You become identified with the archetypal instead of relating to it from the standpoint of a conscious human ego. You've literally gotten swallowed up and possessed by the deeper, more powerful transpersonal forces. Falling totally into your unconscious, you can become truly insane. Thinking, for example, that only you are Christ or Buddha, instead of recognizing that we're all Christ or Buddha, this is the difference between someone who is truly mentally ill, who could be said to be drowning in the stormy ocean of the unconscious, compared to an accomplished mystic who is being nurtured and nourished by swimming, surfing, and snorkeling in the healing waters of their psyche. Jung understood that the thing which swings and the balance one way or the other is the human ego, ego's capacity to confront and relate in a conscious way to these transpersonal forces. This is why creative work in which you channel and transmute these deeper, very powerful archetypal energies, it is of the utmost importance. At a certain point, the entire ordeal it reveals itself to be an initi initiation for actualizing and giving expression to your true genius or daimon, which is none other than your inner voice, guiding spirit and unfabricated true nature which has never been lost. Unlike in deja vu, you remember or discover your unique calling. Your true vocation is a bodhisattva who is here to help other beings. You become a master, creative, multidimensional artist whose canvas is life itself. Of course, another great danger, which I can talk about from personal experience, is to wind up in the clutches of and being diagnosed and medicated by the medical psychiatric community, who typically have no understanding of phenomena such as spiritual emergencies. One psychiatrist even diagnosed me as having the same illness as Freud's infamous rat man, saying I would need three years of intensive psychotherapy, and then I would be cured. To again quote Lang, anyone in this transitional state is likely to be confused. To indicate that this confusion is a sign of illness is a quick way to create psychosis. A psychiatrist who professes to be a healer of souls, but who keeps people asleep, treats them for waking up, and drugs them asleep again, helps to drive them crazy. <clears throat> My final hospitalization was in September of 1982, 
when I was flown back to New York and put in a hospital for three weeks. Instead of seeing them as a mistake that was made, I, I've been able to see the perfection of all that has happened. I now understand that the hospitalizations were in fact an aspect of the awakening. They were a part of my journey to the underworld. There's a sense of accepting and embracing what has happened in my life, realizing it's all an initiation to the deeper mystery of my infinite and unspeakably magical being. This is not to say that there is not something called mental illness. I do wonder, though, how many cases of mental illness are actually spiritual emergencies gone sour. We as a society need to recognize the existence of genuine spiritual emergencies and learn the, to differentiate them from the cases of psychosis. Thankfully, there's now even a small paragraph in the psychiatrist DSM IV book, their diagnostic manual titled Spiritual or Religious Problem. Might it be that we're all at different stages of spiritual emergence process? And that is the end of that. Um, I relate to a lot of what this person went through simply because I, I felt all of these amazing things and felt like I was downloading all of this fantastical metaphysical truths about the universe. And I felt like I was this computer that just like got hooked up to this source of data somewhere. The collective unconscious. Um, and at times it was even terrifying. I mean... Part of me almost understood what was happening, but at the same time it felt, I had this inner knowing, but it, it was also so random. <laughs> I just had to lean into it and just let it take me where I was going to, and uh, it did get out of control, very much so. I, uh, I also was hospitalized, and it was not something I would... um wish upon anyone per se but it was part of my experience and I do appreciate it for for where it what it added to my path if that makes sense um I guess I should start when and this isn't the first spiritual experience I've ever had but this was the most pivotal I I, I can definitely say that experience because I I wasn't under any drugs really I um yeah I had been doing psychedelics uh, a little too often at that time um but I knew I was sober because I woke up into this experience into this feeling I, I felt like I was emanating light like there was light coming from within every cell in my body and I felt light I felt this joy this euphoria this connection I felt in sync with the winds themselves and like the movement of the universe around me and I were one rather than separate it was working and moving with me just as I was with it with it there was no separation it was like this it was like I had been reunited with with myself almost this this grand love affair that I had just jumped right into Sometimes when I get in the zone or, or flow state, uh, as it would be technically termed, I uh, I feel the wind blowing around me, or I mean, especially if I'm at, outside, and I, I just all of a sudden feel at one with the universe again. I, I become in sync and in flow with it, and it's a beautiful feeling. But uh, yeah, so I woke up this day, and 
I'm sure that to anybody around me, I seemed batshit fucking crazy. Like, there's no way that any of it made sense or was rational to them. Uh, I stopped actually speaking regularly or normally because it, I didn't feel like it was worth trying to express this, this experience I was having and the thoughts that were going through my head. They were just so be- far beyond anything I'd ever thought or felt or even my own comprehension there weren't any words it was they just didn't they simply did not have enough meaning to describe this experience but even to this day i try i've gotten better at it but it'll never come close i always feel like i'm just scratching the surface um but yeah i ended up having to work at my parents office that day and all of a sudden i was just so on top of my game (laughs) like i i was able to take in what what my uh, my mom's friend and employee was trying to tell me how to do on the computer and um, I just was getting it like like it was nothing and I had to pull charts and it's in alphabetical order so I go in and usually I go through the alphabet and I know where the like you know the letter is alphabetically and then I'll go through and just look through all of them until I find the name um, but this day, I I just like had this this feeling, this knowing, this I was like, you know, I bet I could just pull it out first try, you know. And uh, so the first name in the list, I had a, about six or seven people on there, I think. Each time, I would just grab one out. I would just feel it, and it would be the right one every time. I don't know how I did it. Then I uh, I left early. I shouldn't have, but I left and I uh, showed up at the school. I uh, had stopped going to regular high school because I went to computer school about halfway through my senior year which was probably the best and worst idea that I've ever made I mean as far as my schooling goes I uh I didn't get done anywhere on time but it worked um so I had just recently stopped going to public school but I went into my uh drama teacher's class and he was awesome coolest teacher um (laughs) but I went in and found my best friend or uh, one of them at the time, and I I just went in and I grabbed her by the face, and um, I'm not going to say any names just to keep privacy and whatnot, but uh, this particular friend and I used to get into a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have, but she was the, the first person I, uh, I tried LSD with, and we had a lot of wild times, and <laughs> I don't know, we just had this uh, this connection, we were best friends, and it was it was a fun time back then. Anyway, so I went up and grabbed her by the face, and I was like, I've, I found God. I live every day like it's your last and love like you've never loved before. And I was like, I got to go. Bye. I love you. And then I just kind of, like, danced away, and I was wearing my, my bathrobe, no makeup on. I'd never done that before, and I'm sure to everyone else around me, I just looked completely insane, but I just gave no shits whatsoever. Um, I went and found my uh, favorite math teacher and told her how much I appreciated her and the the fact that she could teach me math, which was something that few teachers have ever been able to do. I'm, uh, I'm mathematically impaired. Um, but yeah, and then I left and I ended up getting into a fight with my mom and, uh, everything she would say, I would just say the opposite. And I'm sure at the time it was so like, it seemed so, uh, argumentative and, and probably really shitty, but... I wasn't trying to be. I just it felt so ridiculous. Hold on. Hold on one moment. Sorry, I'm babysitting at the moment. I had to, I had to help the kids out. Um, 
but yeah I, everything she said I just said the opposite and it was so funny to me it was so I just felt it was so stupid everything she was getting angry at me about which it wasn't it wasn't but I just felt everything was so like dumb like all of my problems all of the things that we spend our lives focusing on and wasting our time worrying about and obsessing over are so stupid um so yeah she kicked me out and I uh called my friend and I had loaded up about a good bit of my stuff in the back of her truck with what like 30 minutes probably and then we took off I went to my uh my friend uh, Brenda that I've mentioned, I went over to her house and I kind of told her what was up. And she's very spiritual, so she kind of, I don't know if she could tell or not, but I was a little off. Um, I had my boyfriend at the time come and get me. And uh, so begins the craziness, I suppose. Um, I was quickly getting more and more probably psychotic, I guess you could call it, um, as time went on. I thought I was pregnant. I, uh, I thought I was. I thought all these weird and crazy things, but some of it was so wildly real and true. But some of it was me just misinterpreting this this information and this energy that I was in. It was really hard to uh, make sense of any of it at the time. It, only after researching and and digging deep into those experiences later on was I able to fully like understand and comprehend what was happening in my mind and that it was the majority of it was very symbolic not literal um and like the person that I, I mentioned in the in the beginning in their story uh I relate to the the being attached to the one's ego and getting this inflated sense of like well I'm I'm God or I'm I'm Jesus and I'm sure I seemed that way because that was that was how I was I was expressing this to everyone around me, but I felt like I had to bring everyone with me on this this upgrade or to this this realm of understanding. I had to I had to get everyone to come with me, inspire them to to transcend and evolve and all of these beautiful things, but I didn't really have the language to, so I just started talking in a way that was very biblical in a way and uh but I felt like I felt like I was almost channeling and and as I, almost as if I was a, a vessel in, in my within my own body experiencing this these consciousness these these states of co- altered consciousness uh, at one point I felt like Jesus and Buddha and Mother Mary and all of these like very very powerful spiritual teachers and and ascended masters i was experiencing my thoughts as if they were theirs and that they were one almost and it was very humbling and but i couldn't really convey that very well at the time and i'm sure at moments of it i did let my ego get a little carried away and i uh i felt as if i i had to be this this self this importance of self in a way if that makes sense so um but yeah, I, it wasn't like I felt like I was these people and I really believed it like that. In my mind, in my experience, it was this humbling like rapture of like being able to channel their their thoughts and their energy and their teachings and their lessons and all of these profound spiritual and metaphysical truths and use their experience and the, the mark they left energetically on this, this 
earthly realm and somehow tap into it and absorb it within myself very much felt that way um but yeah i i was felt so strange because throughout that week i i would do such weird or odd things or i would get feelings like something was happening right then that i needed to to know or i started noticing things like crazy synchronicities like repeating number patterns um or I would hear one of my friend's voices in my head before they showed up. And, I mean, as insane as that sounds, like, it, it happened. It was happening to me. I, I was subjectively experiencing this. So I can't really ever prove to anyone that it did happen. But in my subjective experience, it was more real than anything else. But I would feel them. I would sense their energy coming. And I would be right. I was... I had trouble sleeping every single night for about a week because every time I closed my eyes I was getting these vivid, intense, symbolic and and spiritual, almost prophetic visions and it was just so, it was too much I just couldn't sleep there was no way I was going to be able to sleep I ended up um, going places and I would wear layers of different colors so that way when I got somewhere if it felt like a certain color I could peel it off layers and all of a sudden be in the vibration of that color which looking into color theory and auras and chakras and whatnot that's actually very uh very valid uh way to use the color vibrations i guess i don't really have a better way to explain that right now but it uh it does kind of add up when you when you look at it like that um I kind of wish I had written down, like, notes and things like that to better stay on track with this story because I kind of jump around every time I remember a bit and piece of it. I kind of throw it out. Um, I'm trying to stick to the order, though, that these things occurred, so bear with me. Um, hmm. But, yeah, I, I didn't feel hungry. I didn't feel thirsty i felt kind of like a on the from uh kung fu panda where he says the dragon warrior supposedly can live off the energy of the universe and the dew off of a single flower and I, I felt like that i just had this endless source of energy within me i i i was aflame with this this powerful ability to to contain these emotions within my experience that I'd never felt before they were beyond anything I'd ever felt or experienced before this point everything that I had learned in my life up until this point all seemed like these interconnecting bits and pieces of this huge grand show that had been almost predestined everything that I had done had led me to this moment in my life And at every level of my core, I was experiencing exactly what I was meant to at exactly the right time. All of the experiences I had spiritually before and after, even now when I have experiences and and make uh, discoveries about myself or my my place in the universe or just existence itself, um, it all adds up to that experience. It all plays on top of the things I learned then and now and it's all so interconnected, kind of like the story of the red string of fate in uh, Chinese mythology or folklore. There's a, a string of energy that connects all things and every moment and happening in the cosmos. And I kind of felt 
connected to that. Um, I'll have to go into deal, detail about my other experiences that have co uh, or uh, that are kind of commingled in this experience. Uh, may not have happened at the same time, but are very much a uh, a part of the story. Um, I'll have to finish this another time, I suppose. I don't feel like I'm very organized or in flow. Um, I would like to invite some people onto my podcast so I can have a little bit of uh, a conversation to, to bounce off of, but also so I can stay on track because I have a very hard time. And uh, if I don't make sense, somebody can, can ask me questions so I, I don't confuse anyone or, you know, it doesn't come off uh, in a way that I was not meaning it to. But for now, uh, I hope you guys enjoy. I'll, I'll be back soon with more. Um, but yeah, peace out. Love you guys.